Welcome to Safety Chats. Host Jason Stark, Director of Safety at Baldwin Safety and Compliance, shares decades of aviation experience and a passion for safety. Let's get started with this week's Safety Chat. Hello, and welcome to the Baldwin Safety Chat Podcast. Yep, it's that time again. We're going to do a podcast that about anything, safety, safety management, organizational behavior, you name it. It's all hopefully stuff that helps us do our jobs a little bit more effectively. Also, kind of the learning curve in it, too, to help us with that continuous improvement of always learning, always being better. Today, is I actually find interesting, it is media in an emergency situation. Not so much in what you might consider emergency situation. Talking to an operator the other day, we had a discussion about the ERP and... He, he, and his ERP has got checklists for all kinds of things, aircraft accident, incident, hijacking, medical emergency. But he asked the question, Jason, what about those things that might draw unwanted attention to your organization? Maybe not necessarily an emergency, but if it could be classified as anything, it might be media emergency. I know exactly what he was talking about, only because of the fact that I was kind of thinking the same thing. A long time ago, when I was flying, we were responsible for flying the Obama family. I was an operator in Chicago, and we were responsible for flying the Obama family during their initial campaign. I predominantly flew Michelle Obama. Where I'm going with this, if I was taxing the aircraft out of Midway, and I missed a turn, and the wheel went into the mud and took the wing all the way down to the ground, if I did that, with Michelle Obama on board, the media would have had a heyday. Anybody else, <laughs> nobody probably would have cared. In fact, the media probably wouldn't even been there. Maybe get a few looky-loos or pictures. With Michelle Obama on board, people would have noticed. We flew a lot of high-profile people as well at Priester. It made you think that the media just eats this up. If anything were to happen, they'd be all over it. During a regular accident or incident, same thing. The media has a tendency to go with their own thoughts on something, and then run with it. What it boils down to is we're losing control of the narrative that might be going out. I'm going to bring up a theory, and it's kind of fun. It's called agenda-setting theory. It, It deals with media, specifically, and also maybe media in a sense that internal media. So we have external and internal media. But I want to kind of focus on the external. Back in 1972, McCombs and Shaw did a lot of research into this agenda setting theory. And what they found is that not only is the media good at telling people how to think about something, they were also telling them what to think about something. So that, that's a little bit scary. When we look in the case of an organization, the media has a lot of power in getting people to think or how and what to think about that organization. Go back to that example where our tire went in the mud and the plane sitting there on the side. The media could eat that up one of two ways. One way is they could have lambasted our organization saying, we're an unsafe flight organization. We put the potential future first lady in danger, that her life was in danger. And secondly, they could have taken the narrative of business aviation in general is not as safe a transportation mode as commercial aviation or as our as our brethren in the airline world. The media can spin an agenda and influence public perception like nobody else. When we have social media, when we have news at a microsecond, people can get that impression fairly quickly. 
we need to be careful about that. When we consider agenda setting theory, we're actually talking about the media spinning something so that people will have a perception of our organization. When we talk about internal, it's the same thing. People, department leads, employees, especially when they get on social media, they can spin and create their own agenda and create a perception about your organization as well. We need to be very careful about that. Let's go back to the media emergency. What I see most in emergency response plans are canned media statements. I'm not saying that's bad. We really need to pay attention to them, and we really need to take the media part seriously because when we talk about business continuity, if we do have an accident or incident, but if we even have a media gaffe, we want to be able to be resilient and come back on the other side of that and continue business as normal without negative public perception. So we need to take that media aspect of the emergency response plan very seriously. What I encourage us to do is to look at those media statements. What we want to do is we want to frame the communication and we want to be able to take control of the narrative that's going out there. Because if we don't take control of the narrative, the media will. One of the suggestions that that come up that I see is, is called framing, right? And it's selecting aspects of a perceived reality and making those aspects more salient to the audience so that it promotes certain aspects. When I read that definition, it almost sounds like we're doing the same thing the media is. And I think we are. So we're selecting aspects of a perceived reality and making those aspects more salient to the audience. So in that essence... We are controlling the narrative. We're picking the salient topics, and we're picking what gets communicated. Now, if you can ask me for an example, especially with a tire in the mud, yes, the tire, the pilot cut the turn a little bit short. We could focus on the aspect that everybody got out safely. There was minimal damage to the airplane. These things do happen. We are in full control of it. The pilot is in the process of being questioned. We can pull those salient aspects out and bring those to the media. It becomes a little bit harder with an accident or incident, especially when lives are lost. So that's why I'm really encouraging us to take a look at those media statements. Let me go into those points. We want to select aspects of a perceived reality and making those aspects more salient to the audience so that it promotes a particular vague definition. So if something is vague, as far as like an accident definition is vague, we have the ability to frame that and control the narrative on what the accident really means or what does an incident really mean. As far as a media attention, we can frame and clarify and bring out the salient points of what this event really means. Another thing that our framing should promote is a specific causal interpretation. For example, when the narrative might be, well, it's business aviation is unsafe. No, let's talk about really what cause could be. We want to take control. For example, we don't know what the cause was before the media starts saying that our pilots aren't trained as much. So, so we need to be careful about that. Also, we want to bring out that we promote a certain moral evaluation. What are our morals or our values associated with the event? Importantly, a recommended solution to help take control of the narrative and frame the situation so that the media can't get a hold of it. So again, when we frame, we're trying to get salient points to promote a particular vague definition, a specific causal interpretation, a certain moral evaluation, and a recommended solution. So think about those four things. Let's go back to the emergency response plan with the media statements. A lot of times this area is overlooked. This is crucially important 
to an organization's survival post-event. And the CEO or your person who is going to be standing on the mat in front of that media also needs to understand this. And they also need to heed the call as to the importance of having the right messages. Looking at your media statements, it's really good to go over them and say, are these statements that will promote framing so that we can bring out the salient aspects to the audience so that we're promoting a particular vague definition, a specific causal interpretation, a certain moral evaluation, or a recommended solution. And what I mean by salience is making that issue or that aspect more noticeable, meaningful, and memorable. There's a message you want the people to walk away with about your organization and the safety in your organization, the operations of your organization, that you do not want the media to get control of. And there's also a message that you want to get control of that does not bring detriment to our entire segment. Now, obviously, think of your organization first, think of your people, and then bring it down to the industry as a whole. Now, a little bit about internal messaging as well. Again, people can come up with their own narratives. Let's not talk accident or incident, but let's talk about maybe getting bought or you're bringing on a certain plane that's not popular and you as a safety manager, you're noticing some negative messaging around it. So when there is an event, let's look at safety, whether you're changing a policy or procedure to make it more safe or you're even implementing SMS. Now there's a good one. You need to get a hold and take control of the messaging before your naysayers get a hold of it and start promoting their own agenda. Let's take SMS as an example. Those individuals can influence what people think. What that means is that they can set the agenda as far as what they feel should be true and what they feel should be salient. And you should not allow that to happen. So maybe as part of your change management plan, that's one thing we should think about, the messaging around the change. And thinking about framing and bringing out the salient issues and talking about and promoting a vague definition, a specific causal interpretation, a moral evaluation, or a recommended solution. So possibly we should think about those in the change management, that we need to also have a communications plan for this. Because if we are trying to change, when you look at the statistics, most changes fail. There's like 67% of organization changes fails, and this, this is outside of aviation. The notable or the bulk of the changes fail due to poor or lack of communication. So maybe with your change management plan, you should look at having a communication strategy associated with it. And what's funny is when you look at the safety promotion aspect of safety management system, they do also recommend a communication strategy. Same reason you want to get control of the narrative. Because believe me, if you do not get a control of that narrative, somebody else will. And you want to make sure that you don't want to put that into anybody else's hands. I hope this was a little helpful. Just recap, agenda setting theory. It is really an important theory, especially in today's media. When you look on the global scale, looking into our segment scale, when we have a media event or an accident or incident, we we need to take control of that narrative. And we need to address how we're going to take control of that narrative. And normally that's in the ERP. If you don't have a plan for a potential media event, such as the CEO is walking down the steps of the airplane because they are wet because of humidity, he slipped and fell and busted his or her head, 
the media will get a hold of that and create their own agenda for something that could bring potentially negative media attention to your organization. You probably should think about having one. Controlling that narrative with media is important. And looking internally, when we make a change, perhaps we should look at a media strategy there. Perhaps we should think about this agenda-setting theory because we could say media can influence what people think, but people can influence what people think. And if you get one of those chicken littles, and you know what I mean by chicken little, sky is falling, they're going to spread the word, the sky is falling, and people are going to start believing the sky is falling until you give them the salient points of saying it's not. And you control the message by selecting the aspects of a perceived reality and making those aspects more salient. I hope this was helpful. If you have any questions or comments on this, I'm always happy to hear. Wherever you're listening to this, whether it be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Bean, they have a rating, please go ahead and select one. Whether it's one star or five stars, it's all valuable to us. We just really want to know if this podcast is serving you because that's the idea of it. We want to serve you and we want to help you become more informed and better suited to do the job that you've been called to do. I'm so appreciative of you all for what you do. Love you guys. Thank you for making the segment more safe. And until we see each other again, the next podcast, be safe. This podcast is brought to you by Baldwin Safety and Compliance, the leader in safety management for the transportation industry. Since 2004, Baldwin has been providing state-of-the-art solutions and 24-7 support to the aviation and transportation industries. Baldwin's clients include all sizes and types of transportation operators. Baldwin provides safety and related business services to commercial and non-commercial transportation operators, medical transporters, FBOs, MROs, airports, flight schools, UAS operators, firefighters, OEMs, ground transport operators, and others. Visit BaldwinSMS.com to discover how Baldwin can enhance your organization's safety program. Thank you.